Hi, my name is Theo, and you are listening to Between Two Trains. We bring you the best and brightest entrepreneurs in the North DeKalb area on the 1st and 15th of every month. Today, your co-hosts are Van Pappas and Eric Most. And now, Between Two Trains. Welcome to another Between Two Trains. We come to you on the 1st and the 15th of every month. And this month, this episode, we have, again, to my right, Eric Most from Chase Bank. Again, hello, hello. Yeah. Eric, this is becoming a regular thing. So fresh. You've so pushed fresh. all the other co-hosts out and said, I'm taking control of this. Yeah, you got to stay close to the basket. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Eric, we've got an entrepreneur and his wife with us today. So what is really sort of special to me is, and you don't know this yet, Eric, but I've known this entrepreneur since I was about 12 years old. Oh, good. So other than my parents, I don't think there's many other human beings on this planet that I've known longer. So let me welcome on to the, uh, to the show Jason Anatello and his wife, Chelsea. Guys, welcome to the show. How are you? Thanks for having us. So your business is Closet Designs and More. Jason, tell us exactly what Closet Designs and More does. Uh, Other we, than closets. Yeah, we, we are a full-service um, organizational company, really, uh, more so than just closets, which, of course, is why we added the and more at the end of it. Uh, we sell a complete line of custom closets, uh, pantries, laundry room cabinetry, mudroom area, uh, bench spaces. Um, we have a complete office line of products. Uh, we have a complete garage line of products. So we do garage, uh, cabinetry, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, so it's pretty much anything organizational in your house uh, that you need help uh, with uh, creating a better storage space. Uh, we can make it happen. You're a rheumatologist. <laughs> For the most part. Yeah. <laughs> all jokes aside, anything in the room, you can help yeah. find a place for yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yep. So, Chelsea, you are part of the business, but you were more than part of the business because it was actually your father's business, correct? That's right. So he started the business, ran mm-hmm. it, and then Jason came along, and tell us that story. Um, so my dad had reached the point where him and my 95-year-old grandfather couldn't do the installs by themselves anymore. And Jason was looking to jump ship from corporate America, so it was sort of a good fit. He started doing installs, and my dad would just sell, and we've kind of grown from there. Now now, now it's a lot better. So your dad is retired? He's not part of the business anymore? Yes. Lucky him. He moved out to the lake, Lake Oconee, and he doesn't, doesn't work anymore. <laughs> he long- plays golf. Oh, very nice. Yes. How long has the uh, business been going? 2008 is when we started. Okay. Excellent. Uh, And then I joined the company full-time in 2000, uh, let's see, 2008, 2011. And and then uh, he has been retired since last June, so June of 2018. So let's talk about that. So since June of 2018, this is your ship now. So what was that like saying, okay, I went from working with my father-in-law to now I'm running running things or were you kind of running things before uh i'll be honest with you um i would say since probably the summer of 2017 so about a year before his actual departure um he was pretty much hands-off uh at that part he was still doing the bookkeeping but that was really about it 
He wasn't running sales calls on a regular basis anymore. Uh, we had hired um, designers to help uh, me run the sales calls. And so, um, you know, he was probably doing 20% of the capacity that he was at when he was uh, doing the whole thing. So we, it, it wasn't that hard of a transition because of that. Gotcha. I was going to ask about that transition because we've had some entrepreneurs that were family owned and then, you know, the, the child or the employee took over. So, you know, it, it sounds like that wasn't a big deal because sometimes it can be. Sometimes, you know, you get these A-type personality entrepreneurs who've built this business and they just don't want to let go, you know? That uh, we could see that happening uh, because I'll be honest with you, we had a we had originally when I joined the company, we had a five year plan. Him and I sat down, we had a five year plan. A five year plan for you to take over to take over the business. Okay, and um, seven years later, <laughs> uh, he was still in it, and so um, so we had to sit down again and just say, listen, you know, um, uh, the plan has already been revamped once. Uh, we don't want to continue to have uh, the plan get revamped many more times. So we think that uh, that it is a good plan that we go to the bank, uh, get a loan, and buy the business outright so you, from you. you bought him out. We bought him out. Okay. Correct. And so, you know, Eric is here with Chase Bank. So what was that process like? Maybe, Eric, y'all can talk about you know, that process of going to the bank and saying, hey, we've got an existing business. I'm the son-in-law. I want to buy it. You know, how hard was that for you? Um, Wasn't, uh, well, it's funny how it all ended up working out in the long run, but the short of it is uh, we were working with SunTrust Bank uh, in order to obtain a SBA loan. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, you know, uh, as you probably well know, Eric, that's a pretty decently long process a um, lot of uh, paperwork and a lot of uh, everything. So uh, at the very beginning, we had a professional appraisal done to the company and by a third party. And then we took that number to SunTrust and they agreed uh, that uh, SBA was the way to go. Mm-hmm. So we um, pursued that avenue. And then basically in the very end, we were like a minute away from signing on the dotted line per se. And... Uh, we said, all right, well, now that we have all the numbers, uh, give me a night to sleep on it. You know, we're just going to like, it's a big investment, all that kind of stuff. We actually went back to Chelsea's uh, dad, Bill, uh, and just said, hey, do me a favor. I know this is kind of weird because you own it, but do me a favor. I don't know a tremendous amount about the SBA programs and all that kind of stuff. You're a very smart business guy. We look up to him for a lot of other things other than business. So we said, do me a favor, put a second set of eyes on it just to make sure everything looks good to you. Mm -hmm. So he did that. And the next day he came back to us and he says, hey guys, they're charging you a lot of money. And I'm like, well, that's how SBA works. You know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, you have the, the initiation fee, which is a percentage, and then you've got the interest rates and, you know, amortized and all that kind of good stuff. So, um, so he said, hey, what if I was to be the bank so that you didn't have to go through the bank? Um, I will still walk away clean. We'll still get lawyers involved. We'll sign. Everything will still be 100% official. But you will save $75,000 in the long run over the 10-year term. Mm-hmm. 
So we then said, hmm, let us sleep on it. So we slept on it. We talked. Uh, we prayed. We, we did a whole bunch of uh, soul searching and, um, and decided that that ended up being the way that we went. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we actually ended up keeping it out of the bank. So I know that's terrible talking to you about that <laughs> because you're like, wait, I'm a banker. Uh, but um, it really, I mean, you know, because he wanted to stay in it longer than we wanted him to stay in it, this was kind of his financial uh, peace of mind for mm-hmm. the next 10 years of his life. Sure. Yeah. Granted, he didn't get all of the money up front like he would have with an SBA loan, and but because he was very uh, frugal and fiscal with his money throughout the tenure of his career, mm-hmm. um, I don't feel like he... That was a big deal to him. It should have helped him as well from a tax standpoint. Yeah. Probably. He spread he spread out those taxes over ten years yeah. rather than you Absolutely. Know, paying it all at once. So um so we did. We we uh, we hired uh, lawyers and um and you know, uh, got everything uh, cleared through the state of Georgia, the you know, Secretary of State, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So um so yeah, so on it was literally, wasn't it July first, right? Yeah. Or June 29th June or something. 30th. June 30th, we officially closed on the business of last year. And since that day, he's been he's been doing his thing and we've been doing our thing. So, um, so it's a great well, Let's great circle transition. back to the business itself. So you, you told us what you do and all the different things besides just the closet itself. Um, tell us about, you know, the business. You have some employees, right? Tell us about all that and, you know. Okay. Uh, so currently we stand at six employees and that includes Chelsea and myself. Um, we are, uh, we do not subcontract any work. Uh, we, our employees are actually like, we are actually W2 employees. Everyone's a W2. Um, We do not, uh, live out of the business. We pay ourselves salaries. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so go ahead. We have three installers and a designer and Jason and myself do sales calls as well. So we design for clients whatever space they need work on. Yeah. So when your father-in-law was still there, you were actually doing some of the installs, right? You don't do that anymore? I don't do that anymore. Uh, I hadn't been actually doing day-to-day installs for probably the last three years. Only um, at our house. Only oh, in your house? house? Yes, yeah. only at our house. <laughs> um, but uh, so, yeah, so we have uh, we, we hired installers about three to four years ago. Uh, to help, you know, manage the day-to-day uh, process so that we knew that this day was going to come eventually. So I wanted to get my feet wet on the sales and all that kind of stuff. So right now, uh, I do about 50% of all the sales calls. We have a full-time designer that gets probably 30%, and Chelsea probably takes the other 20%. All right, so I'm going to ask, uh, who's, who's the Chelsea, who's the better salesperson you or him <laughs> who closes I, more i love that question who, who closes more i do you close more yeah. even though you're doing i have, I have a higher calls? percentage for the, the actual number of you cars. keep track of that don't you oh, yeah. and you show him that that's we part do. of my job is yeah. to report to him hey yeah. i closed 65 percent this quarter right. you right. closed 55 <laughs> so the percentage of sales calls yes she has had the highest the volume is your more volume, but she's a better closer. She won't want to talk about that number. <laughs> so, so it sounds to me like she needs to get out and do more calls. That's exactly what I'm on her about all the time. <laughs> I said, baby, it's time to step it up. Right. 
Okay. So, I just need an assistant. Uh, so, <laughs> so y'all are actually located in Chambly. Y'all have uh, uh, some warehouse space on, um, what's that, Green, Green Industrial? Industrial back uh, For those who are listening uh, are not familiar with where Green Industrial, it's down uh, where the Motor Mile is, back behind the Acura dealership. Yeah. And so, have y'all always been there? Uh, actually, for a couple of years, we were just working out of a storage facility. We were at Guardian Cell Storage right down, like, one block down. Okay. Uh, and we were there for probably about three years. And then um, that was when I first joined the company. Um, but then we decided uh, about three years in uh, that we needed to open up an actual showroom so that we could have people in. Uh, that wasn't going to be conducive down there, so... We found a, um, a MEMS space that we could uh, lease, and so we've got uh, 2,300 total square feet, uh, which is about 1,300 of that is a warehouse, and then we've got about 1,000 square feet uh, incorporated between two small offices, a restroom, and uh, in our showroom. So, do you get a lot of people coming and looking, or we do. We if you're if you're client. going on calls to people's houses, you know, how many? How often do they come to the showroom? Uh, I would say probably about thirty percent of the time, because we do uh, our in-home design consultation uh, is very intuitive. It's three-dimensional on the computer. It's very easy to understand exactly what you're getting and what the space is going to look like when you're done. And we so, take samples with us. So the client can see it without coming to the showroom. Right. So like color samples, you know, uh, style choices for like drawers and doors and handles and all that stuff. We take all of that with us to the client's house. Um, and so, um, on the rare occasion, I mean, we offer, we always tell them at every call, hey, we have a showroom, it's by appointment only, if you'd like if to come visit come it, see. great. Uh, we encourage everybody to come. Most people are just, eh, you know what, uh, white material, standard drawers, bam, let's just pick an install date and get this thing moving. Yeah. So um, so I, w- I would venture to say 25 to 30% of the people that we invite to the showroom. Uh, usually it's the larger jobs where there's going to be a lot of volume or maybe it's a higher-end client or something like that. They want to really see the inner workings of how the drawers work, how the doors work, all of that kind of stuff. I tell you, you know, Jason did a closet for my son's room, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I found it real. I didn't need to go to the showroom, even though I've been to your place before, because that technology showing that three-dimensional rendering really helped me and my wife say, yeah, you know, my wife had a vision of what it needed to look like, and you took her vision out of her head and put it in a way where we could visually see it. So I, I was pretty impressed with that. So what is um, what is your ideal client? Are they homeowners? Are they recently renovated homeowners? Are they new builds? Are they you know folks who are renting? Uh, sure, that's a great question. Um, uh, honestly, we don't get a lot of renting situations, only because if it's a rental, people don't want to throw a whole lot of money into uh, fixing up somebody else's property. Gotcha. So that is very, very small. I'd say probably less than 1% of the total business. Okay. Um, I have had a couple um, over the course of years, but not many. People downsizing, maybe want to... Definitely. Can't get rid of those... Older uh, older folks retiring into those 55 active senior communities. Yeah. There's one being built. Yeah. We... 
those are twice a week. There's uh, one in Canton that loves Jason. He's out there a couple of times a month. Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, so we service all over the metro area. Um, so I was actually in McDonough on a sales call this morning. Um, and uh, so, but to answer your question, all, all different uh, genres of people. You get the young millennials that are now just into you know, finding a way to better organize their lives and all that kind of stuff before they start having kids. Mm -hmm. You've got the people that have been in their house for a very long time, but don't really want to sell the house, but they want to update it. Um, you know, like even in the, in the house that, that Van and I both live in, um, we live in houses that were built in the mid sixties. So the closets are smaller and you usually got one shelf and one bar and that was about it. So um, we can go in and just make even the tiniest of closets into a much better uh, space. So um, a lot of those uh, type of people. And then, of course, your downsizers uh, and the people that are upsizing. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've gotten a huge increase in their life or they're having more children. And, uh, and they're really looking for better organization. So we get a lot of um, all over the map uh, of the, the clientele that, that call us for sure. So is that what mainly it's people calling or going to the website? Like, how has your business come to you? I'm going to let Chelsea talk about the advertising. (laughs) She's in charge of marketing and advertising? She is. She is. Um, We have a couple of builders that we work with, smaller builders, who will just call us when they are working on a house. And they know, you know, they're putting in a small-ish closet. They need something really functional to appeal to their home buyers. Mm. So... Um, we have a couple of those, and mostly it's just Google ads, and um, we have a small Facebook presence. We should really probably do more there. Um, but we do advertising in magazines a lot. We do. Um, so like home improvement magazines. What's uh, like home and decor? Home and decor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a couple of different ones. Uh, the home mag is another one. Um, you know, and everybody gets these in their mailbox. Most people probably end up throwing them in the trash. Um, but, um, but they do bring quality because the people that do pick up those magazines are actually looking for somebody to do those type of jobs. Yeah. You know, um, you would never do like the value pack that you get in the mail. That's not one we've done before, but, um, also that's I wonder who actually uses, I mean, I get those, you get those right in your mailbox. They come every week and I'll look, I'm like, they go right into the garbage. You know what's funny? Um, We did closets for the guy that owns the Val Pack Pack. in Chicago, Illinois. (laughs) (laughs) He lives here uh, up in Johns Creek, but uh, but he uh, owns the Val Pack up there. They're franchised locations and um, he even, he was trying to hit me up for a long time. Good story (laughs) there. But 50% of our business does come from repeat clients or referrals from a previous client. A lot of referrals. So, yeah, we have a strong, strong reputation. Well, so hopefully, people listening to this uh, show will say, hey, you know, I'd like my old Shambly home, you know, redone and give you a call. We'll get your, your contact information at the end. Um, Husbands, give your wife a reason to talk about you. <laughs> or, organize. <laughs> organize. Initiate. You know what's funny? Mother's, actually, Mother's Day is coming up. <laughs> you, you would be surprised on how many times we've gotten a call saying the husband wants me to come out, do a design, because he's going to surprise his wife for Christmas or a birthday or whatever. We actually had one client right around the corner from us in Chambly that mm-hmm. went as far as uh, having the – we came to an agreement on the design – um, his wife went to work at eight o'clock in the morning. 
Uh, her mother showed up at the house, helped him empty the closet. We took care of everything else, installed it, and we were gone by 3 o'clock. She came home at 4, and he got the whole thing on video. Talk about she a gift was, that keeps on giving. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, it really... So, I mean, that happens more times than you would actually... Like, it's funny to joke around about it, but it really happens. No, I, mean, I would be scared, though, to do that. I, would, I know. I would be scared that I would give her the closet that doesn't work for her. Well, that's most why. Of right, the so time, Chelsea, as a woman, yes. how, how you know, isn't that? I mean, closets are like hugely important very, to women. It's very personal. So usually, my recommendation is we'll come out and measure the space and design what what we think needs to go in there, and then you gift wrap the plans and give them the plans, and okay. they get the final say before they show it. The they show it to their wife before yes. you actually come out and install. Yes, that's the safer. That would be way a safer way to do it. It's definitely yes. the safer way to do it. <laughs> You better know somebody really, really well if you're going to have it installed for them. Right. It's a yeah. good point, Chelsea. Yeah. And give your wife the opportunity to have the anticipation of what's about to come, too. That's yeah. true. Right. Some yeah. people really enjoy and, and yeah, yeah. relish in that. Yeah. But, Van, I, I like my closet space, too. It's not just the women who like that, <laughs> you know? i got to have a place for my old shirts that yeah. my wife is constantly trying to get rid of. But. Yeah. I like my closet <laughs> space. So, I will tell you, I've been married for a long time. We've been together for 25-plus years, and... Um, we have a rule. She's not allowed in my closet. All right. So, you know. It, Separation it, of closets is not yes. a bad idea. If you have that luxury, mm-hmm. um, you know, we get new homes, older homes, whatever, um, uh, where you have a his and a hers closet, no matter how big or small they are. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. So yeah, they say separation of church and state, but I think this is even bigger than that. It might be. Separation <laughs> of closet and sink. Um, That's right. So back to the business, um, it, just so do I make sure I understand, do y'all do any reconfiguration of like drywall? I mean, what extent of the design are we talking about? Well, I'll be honest with you. We are, uh, we are always looking for new ways and avenues of, uh, of income. So um, what... The hardest part for us has been in the past is finding installers um, that are fully capable of moving walls, doing sheetrock. I mean, those are skilled carpenters, you know what I mean? It's not just anybody you hire off of the street. So um, we feel that right now we have two very high-quality installers, Mm -hmm. um, and so we are now starting to research uh, getting into uh, different aspects of you know, making it uh, more of a full concierge service. Right now, the way the business runs is we go in, we design your closet, um, we pull out the wire shoving, and we put in the new stuff. And then you put everything back into the closet. One-stop shop. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people ask us about painting. Um, so we're thinking about getting into maybe a day before the installation. We have a crew go out there, dismantle all the old shelving or wire shelving, whatever it is, uh, spackle paint, give us a fresh, clean state. Then the install crew comes in and then uh, even providing some sort of uh, maybe some organizational services by a professional organizer uh, to go in on the back end and help them reorganize everything. Mm-hmm. Um, this so is not like a Seinfeld episode where the woman comes in and wants to put everything on hooks. <laughs> you remember that? Maybe. Am I the only one? Am I dating myself? <laughs> Are our younger clientele going to know what the hell I'm talking about? No they comment. might not. They yeah. might not. No but, comment. Um, hooks, hooks, hooks everywhere. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have come up to our break. We need to take a short break to hear from our sponsors. When we come back, we'll play our ever fun game, Hot or Not. Stay tuned.
Do you want to know the seven biggest retirement blunders that people make with their money? Go to oxygenfinancial.net and get our free retirement guide and learn how to take control of your retirement plan here in 2019. Blunder number two has to do with the government and taxes. And blunder number four is something important to do with all of your IRA accounts. Worst of all is blunder number three. Go to oxygenfinancial.net right now to get your free seven biggest retirement blunders guide and get your 2019 off to the right financial start. All right, welcome back to Between Two Trains. Um, we have with us Jason Anatello of Closets Design and More. And Eric, I just realized this is our third entrepreneur in a row who's named Jason. We had Jason from the the Hand in Stone a couple of about a month ago. We had Jason from Elite Edge Fitness, and now we have another Jason. I swear I did not do that on purpose. There just seems to be a lot of Jason entrepreneurs in the Chambly area. Three in a row. Three in a row. So, we're going to play Hot or Not. Um, I will take the first one. So, Hot or Not, telling your employees about your financials, sharing your financials with your employees. Not. That's not hot. You wouldn't do that. Your installers have no idea what the money looks like. Nope. <laughs> That's pretty pretty simple. Um, simple, not hot. We have the capability of showing the client all of the pricing on the paperwork that we submit to them. Yeah. But uh, on the installation paperwork that I send with the installers with all the schematic layouts, they have no idea. There's not a dollar sign on there. They have no idea the dollar amount of what they're installing. And, they, and you're not sharing with them, you know, how much money you're making or what kind of no. profit or no. You know. We've just found that it becomes problematic. You had that issue. We did. We used to actually uh, show the pricing on the schematics that we would send with them. And we started really uh, slowly, but feeling that they were like, well. You're making all this money. Yeah, you're making all this money. We need to get paid more. We want a percentage. We want this. We want that. And uh, we pay pretty good. We play. We pay by the hour, uh, but but there they is don't understand all the things that goes into sure. owning your own business, right? Like you know, yeah, pay for health insurance, insurance and rent, insurance, and the, you know, maintenance on the work vans. Sure, the payroll taxes for them. I mean, it's you know, there is a lot. They don't see any of that, so we just started taking the numbers away from them. Yeah. Yeah, there's a difference between gross profit and net income. Yes. You know, a big one. Yeah. <laughs> but we large. do give bonuses based on how well the business does yeah. at the end of the okay. year. So yeah. they do, I mean, they don't know the numbers, but they do see that the company was profitable and they are being rewarded for Re- their... Rewarded for it. Sure. Because they're a big part of our performance. Sure. Yeah. They're sure. the face of the company. Yeah. So Jason, Chelsea, you know... Jason, you came into the company. There was a five-year plan of a transition period. It turned into seven years. So now that you're at the helm, five-year plan, is that something that's hot or not? Uh, very hot, yeah. Uh, we, we talk about our five-year plan all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, what Not only where we want to see our roles in the company being in five years, uh, we have um, you know kids... Uh, that at least at the moment uh, show an interest in uh, the company and uh, doing different roles. We we actually pay them to do things already with the company. 
Uh, we're we're very open and honest with our children about you know that might sometimes be child we labor have to work. No, 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 no. <laughs> we need so, to put them on on payrolls so that they can open up a Roth IRA. I listen. That's, Sorry, that's we'll talk our, offline about that. That's our that's on our short list. Yeah. But uh, but really, uh, we are very open and honest with our children because you know there's a lot of times where running sales calls, I have to be at the customer's mercy. I have to work in the evening. They don't understand why is dad not home for dinner. So we're very open. Or missing a soccer game. Yeah, or missing a soccer game on a Saturday or something like that. So we have to be very open and honest with them about um, everything that goes into the owning your own business, uh, but also share with them the rewards that can come out of that. So um, it's definitely, definitely hot. So this is not necessarily hot or not, but where? What's the next step for the company? Where's the expansion lie? Is, is are you? Is it just bringing in more clientele and maybe hiring some more installers? You know, are you at a point where the the warehouse space you're at is you know at capacity? Do we need to expand that space? Right. What's right. what's um, what's phase two look like? Uh, it's a great question. Um, we are in the middle of figuring that out at the moment. To be honest with you, um, we don't have uh, a hard answer, uh, but we would love to have. Right now, we have one installation crew, and we do uh, f- jobs five days a week. We would love for that to eventually be two installation crews, so we're running ten jobs five days a week. Right. Um, but it but will in, require more space. It will require not only more the space. Warehouse, the warehouse is at capacity. Yes. Uh, it's, right now, if we stayed the size that we are at, we could live in that space. Yeah. If we get any bigger, yeah. that means more product coming in, more places to stage it and manage where it goes. Then we're going to have to hire somebody to manage all of that by itself and operate the two crews and that kind of thing. So um, we're figuring out uh, as we go. Um you know, just, um, and that's kind of why we, we look ahead at the five-year plan and say, where do we want to be and how are we going to get there? And we're basically going backwards to figure out the steps to enable us to get there. You know, Shambly is, is really hot right now. A lot of development going on. And we've heard from a lot of our previous guests about how if they're renting warehouse space or they have a retail space, how those rents are going up. Are you experiencing any of that or because of where you're at over there on the motor mile that really hasn't been affected yet? Um, I'll be honest with you. Uh, we, cause MIMS is I pretty notorious for raising rents. Right. Um, and we got, we, we, we were in a three year lease, which came up right around the time of the transition of the business, uh, last year. So I signed another three years. Uh, it went up a little bit, but not much. Uh, I have looked at, uh, the possibility of looking into a bigger space so that we could do an expansion uh, quicker than we had anticipated. Um, but I got to be honest with you, the rent out there right now is yeah. pretty high. So yeah. being where I'm at uh, right now, to uh, be suits inside us. 285 and still have affordable rent. Yeah, it's absolutely. Tough. Plus, we really love the street that we're on because. Um, we do a lot of, like, people have put granite on top of an island top, and Toro granite's right across the street. We put a lot of glass inside of doors, and MG Glass is two doors down from me. 
Um, or any, mirrors. We do a lot of mirrors. Mirrors, right, right, right. So mm-hmm. we. That so you've got some strategic partners, of businesses on the same street, on the same like street. across the street, next door, like within walking distance. Uh, I've had several customers come to the showroom, and they say they're interested in a piece of granite. I'll walk them across the street. I have a, an account and a relationship with Toro Granite. Same thing with MG Glass. So it's it's a great. Um, we all help each other. Ultimately, I see some other entrepreneurs that we need to bring on the show, Eric. It's a nice neighborhood. Yeah. Let's get the whole cul-de-sac. Yeah, that's we'll, right. We'll do, It'll be a, we'll party. do a, a group thing. Yeah. Ultimately, sorry, Chelsea, yeah, I would like saying? to own a space, but you know, right. if rent is high, owning oh, is. Yeah. Prices are, <laughs> prices are pretty high. Yes. If you're going to stay inside 285. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm assuming because you live in Chambly that you prefer yeah, to we definitely, keep close by to we Chambly. We do. We do. You know, one of the reasons we we used to not be located in Chambly, we used to actually be located in Norcross. Um, that was actually the driving force uh, when I started with the company. The very first thing I wanted to do was move the actual location and the operations of the company because one thing that I was taking into consideration is, you know, when you have hourly paid employees, um, they show up at 7.30 and when they drive to the customer's house, um, we got to pay them for drive time. Sure. Right? So if we're in Alpharetta, I'm making this up, and they're driving downtown, they sit in an hour's worth of traffic just like everybody else. But because a lot of our business is north of where we are, because we are inside 285, we're against the flow of traffic both directions. Yeah. In the morning, we're going against the flow, going north, everybody's coming south. So what you're mainly seeing is North Atlanta is most of your clientele. I know you mentioned McDonough and, yeah. and that, but that's an occasional right. you know, for the most part we don't do a lot on the south side. I would say less than ten percent of our business is on the south side. Yeah. I would say it ranges anywhere from Stone Mountain all the way over to, you know, Marietta and, and West Cobb. Uh, in all points north. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Alfred, Johns Creek is just crushing it right now. They're mm-hmm. building, and there are a ton of people moving there. Gwinnett County is still... Are y'all doing stuff for new builds, or it's just both. rehabs? Both. Oh, both. So you'll new have builds. a new builder come and say, hey, listen, I'm building this house. I don't want to do the closet myself. Absolutely. They mm-hmm. will actually ask, like, let's just say, for example, they're buying a... Pulte house, mm-hmm. right? So they're going, they, they get their house, they're having it built. Uh, they don't want any of the wire shelving. They know that up front. Uh, so they come to us so that and get the design plan going weeks in advance so that they can have the opportunity to tell their builder, don't put any wire shelving in the closet. My guy's going to come in. Somebody come in and yeah. do it the day that we close. Well, we are <laughs> surprisingly out of time here. We're, we're beyond our normal time, but I... I feel like uh, this is an exciting episode. So Chelsea, tell us, since you're our marketing, what, people listening to this show, if they want a closet, what do you want them to do? Should they go to your website or what? what's the best thing? Call you personally so oh. your closure rate is higher? <laughs> <laughs> well, my percentage is pretty good, so yeah. I'm going to hang on to that. You feel comfortable with that? Yes. You'll send them to Jason. Exactly. Right? Right. Um, they can go to our website, closetdesignsandmore.com, and there's a little web form to fill out. Um, that just shoots us an email, and we'll call them back or send them an email, or they can call Jason. I don't know that number anymore. I mean, we have a, we have a company business phone. Yeah, it's what's a, that number? 404-245-1323. It's so easy with a cell phone now. I don't have to remember a number. I just press the yeah, button yeah, and yeah. call. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, thank uh, thank you guys for coming on the show. Thank you, Eric, again for another great episode as co-host. Uh, we will be back in a couple of weeks with more great entrepreneurs, so stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Excellent. Thanks for having me.